1: This program is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Get ready to kick up some dirt and mud because it's time for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl. SDORC is here to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. So, whether it's bikes, buggies, trucks, or trikes, San Diego Off Road Coalition Radio brings you the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off highway vehicles and protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. Because together, everyone achieves more. Now, here is your host, Dave Stahl. All
2: right, folks. Hey, welcome to SDORC Dirt Radio. This is one, the first hour of six. Right here on KCBQ, where you can download the free app. You can listen on any podcast. Uh, and this is FAM one AM 1170. The answer. This segment is brought to you by Imperial Valley Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. One of the very few dealerships out there that will not, I repeat, not mark up any of the vehicles that they have for sale. And that's huge because their markups are anywhere from 20 to 40 to 60 to 70% markup. Imperial Valley Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram will not do that. They're at 2329 U.S. Highway 86 right there in El Centro. Parts Department uh, understands the weekend wheeling needs. And guess what? They're open not only Saturday but Sunday. So if you need a part, 888-900-2804. Open all season for all your Jeep, Chrysler, Dodge, and Ram parts. Check them out in El Centro, Imperial Valley. Go to www.ivcdjr.com. And site Logistics, if you're doing an event or a project or something out there and you need to, uh, you know, and and, and the uh, folks out there want you to have special equipment like hand wash trailers, shade trailers, wash stations, uh, portable toilets, dumpsters, or a whole lot more, then guess what? You've got them. Covered with Alpha Site logistics. They've been out there for more years, like over 20. So you can call them at 760 352 8383 and ask for a quote today and thank them for sponsoring SDORC Dirt Radio. Well, unbeknownst to me, Audrey broke her rule of not going to the desert. And she <laughs> went anyway. So I have a call into her doctor. She will be quarantined, and she will be shot up with some numbing agent, which won't allow her to walk, talk, or chew gum.
3: So we have Ed. No, no, I got my pins no, unit. Oh, so you, I do
2: no, you did not. Therapy. You got no release to go to the desert. <laughs>
3: Well, I'm not allowed to off-road. I'm not allowed to wheel, Well but I can still drive, and I can drive here and park, and I can sit at camp, which is what I did, and I enjoyed it very much.
2: No, you didn't. Yes, I did. You've been wheeling. I've got video.
3: Oh, God, no. I oh, haven't gone yeah. I can handle it. I wouldn't be able to walk for the next week. I not be able to move. You don't care. You're I a, know. I do, though. You're a wheeler. I do i know i'm with i know my my cousin cam's out here he can barely move right now his back just went out did
2: you see that video i sent you or that photo no i said i can't remember how i sent it i was going to show it to ed it's like it's like five side-by-sides all piled up on top of one another out in the desert oh all in one area they all just came over hills and
3: well, f- if it's if it's the same group, then I can say that they're riding too close and they're riding too fast. Yeah, and think? Then they didn't. They came <clears throat> over that hill too. Yeah.
2: yeah, take a look at Instagram. I think it might have been Instagram. Do you have Instagram? I found you, but I don't know if you have it.
3: Yeah, I have Instagram. All right, well, look. So over. I want to announce we have somebody on air with us. We have a guest with us on air right now that we are going to be um, joining us next weekend in Acacia Wells. Yeah. Uh, saving the recreation area for our cleanup uh adam say hi hey
4: how's it going everyone
2: hey adam hey adam how's it going and it's doing it's doing great so you're our mystery guest because i don't know who you are but i think ed <laughs> might and audrey might i know who Adam. Is. audrey doesn't share but that's okay i'm just the host and what do you well,
3: do all the more all the more reason for you to for you to ask him and say, "Hey, Adam, who, who, <laughs> who are, you, are and you? What is it that you do?"
2: <laughs> You're such a little Yeah, shy.
4: so I run a nonprofit called Clean Desert. Uh, we put on desert cleanups all across Southern California uh, to try to help keep our lands clean and obviously open, uh, so everyone can have a great time out there.
2: Well, how come you've never been to KUSI to promote your event? I bet Audrey didn't share that we do local tv if it's mainly for east county and i'll say eagle county actually but it'd be a great opportunity for you to bring some vehicles out to promote your next uh, your next cleanup absolutely
4: i think uh you know we focused a lot up in uh the high desert for a long time Mm -hmm.
0: Um,
4: and within this last year um we're now focusing and helping out uh the the lower desert um, we have property out in Maricita Wells we spend a lot of time out there oh, in fact I just I just got home uh, from the desert and so we're trying to help out those areas and really excited to uh, join forces with Audrey and her team and uh, make a big impact out there
2: that's excellent that's excellent so it's a nonprofit so you know do you have a website or a way to people that could go on take a look and possibly donate uh, services or funds?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, clean desert.org, uh, desert spelled with a Z, or you can look us up on Instagram where we do most of our social media, um, just as clean desert, mm-hmm. um, on Instagram. And we do a lot of promotional stuff through there and, uh, really try to get, um, our big focus is getting kind of some of the younger crowds, um, the kids with pre-runners and race trucks, uh, mm-hmm. cause that's kind of what our background is. Um, so we've done a pretty good job of kind of focusing with those guys and getting quite uh, big turnouts at our events.
2: How long have you been doing it? Uh,
4: officially, we started in 2006. Um, we went from 2006 to 2010 and then took a few years off. And we decided uh, 2019 was a good opportunity to come back and uh, revise something that I thought was you know pretty important to everyone. And so um, we've been functioning for the last couple of years again.
2: So... Someone that's you know knee deep in all of this. Have you noticed the trash is diminishing or is it increasing?
4: That's a that's a great question. It kind of depends on the locations that uh, we're cleaning up. I would say uh, we did you know through COVID we found a lot of people um, recreating out in the desert that were probably first time users of the desert and uh, probably didn't understand. Um, how important it was to keep areas clean. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've kind of seen a transition in some of the trash that we've been finding. Um, unfortunately, I'd say, though, or I, I should say fortunately, most of the off-roaders are fairly clean. They do a pretty decent job. Um, some of the stuff that we find up in the high desert is not necessarily uh, recreational trash. It's illegal dumping, which is, you know, pretty sad to see. Um, but from the time I spend down in Ocotillo Wells and such, um, we don't seem to have as much of that issue.
2: In their defense, I was at the city dump the other day with a little Toyota four by four, so you know the bed's not that big. <laughs> Seventy five dollars.
5: Oh my god! And you it to was punish wow. for doing the right. And thing. it was
2: all green. It wasn't even car parts, trash cans, or furniture. It was still? all
5: green, and it was $75. Because you can dump greens at Miramar Landfill for free. Well, that's not what the lady told me when she took the money. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it, were you at Miramar?
2: Yeah. Actually, I take that back. I was Santee. Okay. But to be the, be the fact of the matter, and it, so we need to work on that. You know, to make it where it's not costing you an arm and a leg to go to the dump. And, and I think that's why people, you know, dump where they dump because they don't want to spend the money. I see people in other people's dumpsters all day long. But be that as it may, I think it's a great uh, project. Uh, you're always, I'm sure you're always looking for volunteers.
4: Yeah, I mean we we do, and uh, you know our last couple of events we've had upwards of three to four hundred volunteers. Oh go. wow! Um, we really try to make it fun. It's I think you know for cleanups one of the difficult things. Um, a lot of people think it's like going to be really hard work. It's going to be difficult, and what we've really tried to do is change the mantra of that is you know go out and have fun. There's you know hundreds of people that show up. Um, If you're into motorsports, whether it's side by sides or trucks or dirt bikes, mm-hmm. there's likely going to be a lot of people out there with the same uh, similar vehicles. And so you can go on runs with them, go out and mm-hmm. as you're using your vehicles, clean up some trash and have a good time. And so um, that's really helped our cause quite a bit is that, you know, people spend our events are from eight to noon typically, but they're out having fun and it's not really work at the end of the day. And they're with, you know, great people that are like minded um, and so, you know, it, it, it's a day uh, that you're out with your family just having a good time. Right. And it's never really hard work.
2: Tell you what, can you stick with us another segment? Sure. All right. So let's get down into the nitty-gritty. If somebody was to come out to one of your events, first off, how do they find out where you're at, when you are? And then what are they going to see when they go out there? Because when you say fun, that, that will be a draw just about for anybody. So we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to S-D-O-R-C, Dirt Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The Answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. You're listening to S-D-O-R-C, Dirt Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The Answer. This segment is brought to you by Fire and Ice and Air Conditioning. The Ashley family is in lovely lakeside. Call them at one 800 400 FIRE 3473, or go to fireandicehvac.com. They've been doing this since 1983, and if you're looking for a great family-owned business that cares about you, these folks are it. From Oceanside, Descondido, to Julian, they will come to you. They don't charge fuel services. They don't charge trip charges. And they'll even take a look at whatever you have as a second opinion from another company. And they give discounts to seniors and military. 1 800 FIRE 3473. Or go to Fire and ICE HVAC.com. And Wayne Miller tired. Everything from a golf cart tire to a semi tire. But guess what? Wayne has decided to upgrade the shop. They do alignments, brakes, shocks, suspension, uh, transmit, you name it. If it's on a vehicle, they'll work on it. That's Wayne Miller Tire at 619-596-2900, 619-596-2800. All right. We have a special guest on the line. I didn't write his name down.
5: Adam from Clean Desert.
2: All right. So, Adam, if someone was coming out to one of your events and they didn't have never been and they're total rookies, what are some of the processes and what do you supply to them? to help with the cleanup and then tell about these great raffles.
4: Yeah. So, I mean, basically you can find any of our info, again, on our website, Mm -hmm. cleandesert.org. So we do initial sign-ups in the morning where everyone typically walks away with either a free event shirt, um, koozies, stickers. Um, Our whole mantra really is to give back to the people that are volunteering. And so um, you sign up in the morning. We have loaner tools from trash grabbers to rolling magnets, gloves, trash bags for everyone that shows up. And then we kind of let everyone set off and do their thing for the next four hours. Um, Our raffle is very much set up that um, as you bring trash back to the dumpsters, you get raffle tickets. So the Mm -hmm. harder you work, the more rewarded you get. Um, We always end up doing a large barbecue lunch for all of our volunteers um, so they're well-fed. They have waters throughout the day. So as far as what they need to bring is either a truck or a vehicle or a toy to go have fun and then just start cleaning up. Uh, we uh, As soon as lunch is over, then we basically have that raffle. Um, so we just finished our last event in October. We had about $25,000 worth of raffle prizes Whoa. Um, wow. from some of the largest uh, off-road companies in the industry, um, which is really good because we have great support from a lot of our sponsors, um, like total chaos and camberg and Falcon tires, black widow exhaust. Um, they all want to join in and help out where they can. Um, because you know, without keeping these deserts clean, they don't have businesses. If the deserts mm-hmm. close down, uh, it's a, it's a huge impact to them. Um, So they love to throw in um, some really really big raffle prizes for our um, volunteers. And so this last event, I think our our raffle was like an hour and a half to two hours long. And almost everyone walks away with something at the end of the day. So, um, you know, it's it's hard to not have a good time when uh, you get to use your vehicles, you get to walk away with free stuff, a full belly, um, and again, just meet like-minded people that are great
2: yeah and some good off-roading and so now you're you're kind of moving down to the southern end of the uh the desert so are you going to be down in the Yakutia, Borrego Springs area for a while
5: yeah so we have
4: uh, an event with Audrey and Ed next weekend uh, which we're really excited to partner with partner up with them um kind of learn the ropes from you know what some other companies are doing as well Um, President's Day we'll be doing another event in Ocotillo Wells um, area Um, and so for us because we're still a pretty small company we'll only be really doing uh, probably one large event up in uh, the high desert and one event in the low desert uh, each year but then really trying to help out and promote um, some of the other events that are happening uh, because we have a pretty big reach on social media um, as well as you know getting help from our sponsors I really want to give back to a lot of these other companies, um, like Sandoval Off Road Coalition, um, that are doing such great work out there, uh, and, and really see what we can all do together.
2: I, I totally agree, and you know, as a group, we can do so much more than an individual. And it takes somebody like off air Ed was saying when it comes to putting this thing together, you guys have totally got it figured out. What with corporate sponsorships and. And, and getting the people there and all the equipment uh, and you're making and you make it a fun event. so you guys like you said, you got it figured out and all the other groups that are trying to do the same thing really need to utilize your services.
4: yeah, certainly I, I mean at the end of the day, you know we're all in it together right. everyone's so great, and we're all just trying to make sure that our kids can use the desert in the future. Um, so there's really no downside to helping each other and joining causes, um, uh, and, and doing something really big for everyone.
2: No, I, I totally, totally agree. And so I guess the more trash you pick up, the more raffle tickets you get and the more raffle tickets you get, the better chances of you, you know, winning some sounds like some pretty cool prizes.
4: Yeah, certainly. I mean, um, uh, you know, we, tr- we try to do stuff that we think everyone's going to be excited about, um, Off road at our last event, donated a full floater housing. It was like a $1,500 housing. Wow. Um, we've had roofs and panels from trophy trucks, um, <laughs> from Andy McMillan, to people's <laughs> racing, um, to Justin Lofton. Um, they all love donating stuff. And it's a lot of this is, you know, items that are really hard to come by typically. Um, and, again, we're targeting, you know, the younger generation that may not be able to afford some of these parts. Um, and so it's neat that you can spend a couple hours and maybe get a uh, an intercom from PCI or something that maybe you couldn't afford sure. um, prior to the event.
2: That's because off-roaders put all their money in their toys. They don't have enough money for the accessories that they need. And it sounds like the stuff you're talking about, is a lot of it's safety geared, you know, which is awesome.
4: Yeah, certainly. And then uh, one of the things that we've really been trying to focus on the last couple of years is uh, raffles for kids. And so every kid that comes out walks away with Hot Wheels um, and raffle prizes. So we've been doing a lot of RC cars and RC airplanes um, because it's important for us or it's really important for everyone that, you know, if your kids are out there having a good time, they're going to want to come back. And then it teaches the next generation um, the importance of keeping the deserts clean. I
2: totally 100% agree. Ed, do you have anything?
5: Oh, my God. These cleanups are so important. The the land managers just get tired of finding trash in their areas and spending money to take it out of there. So when groups like Clean Desert and and our group uh, organize these cleanups, it makes it a lot easier for the managers to keep these areas open. And when you make it fun, like Adam does with Clean Desert, it just gets more people out there. And well, have having these raffles, yeah, it's, it's even just it's fun.
2: a bonus. It's a bonus. It's... So, Adam, does the you know does like uh, the border patrol and, and the park and park and park rangers? I'm sure they look at you in a very positive light. Which, on a back note, it helps keep the deserts open when government knows that the enthusiasts are doing everything humanly possible to keep the areas pristine. So there's no reason to close the area
4: yeah absolutely um california state parks actually approached us last year and said hey you know we we have some issues getting uh volunteers out at the events we've seen what you've done would you be interested in helping and that's actually why we started um doing the event this year down in octia wells and where we'll continue um because it benefits them and it helps out um but even on the backside, you know a lot of people don't understand but um A little bit of uh, communication with the park rangers and letting them know that um, picking up trash is important and cleaning goes a long way with them. Mm -hmm. Um, I can tell you that, you know, we've our partnership has grown off that over the years. We typically always ask uh, rangers when we see them for a trash bag um, and it usually strikes up a great conversation um, and, you know, lets them know that the off roaders are really there to support them as well.
2: Right. And, and you're right. That's you, you kind of hit it right on the head. You know, they've asked for volunteers and nobody shows up. You ask for volunteers and there's more than you can deal with, which tells me that relationship between the off-road community and the park rangers need needs to be worked on.
5: Well, it's great to have yeah, Adam for, fill in that gap.
2: Yeah. yeah. And Adam's filling the gap with his team and and you know it, it's better just to do than to complain so we just if we go mm-hmm. out there keep cleaning keep organizing and you know show that the the park rangers because they're just they're just the instrument to what the government wants them to do they're just like a police officer you know i mean they don't have a whole lot of choice they've got they've got rules and regulations they have to uh, abide by and make sure we do the same but it'd be nice I was talking to a, a captain uh, of a police or police captain this morning and I told her we need to bring beat cops back, you know, that walk the streets, you know, that builds relationships with families. And you know, I know the border or not border patrol, but the park rangers do the same. They just don't have enough park rangers to go around. That's all. Yeah. What the heck was that?
5: That was Audrey. Is that a desert mouse? <laughs> that sounds like a desert, a
3: desert mouse. mouse. I'm being quiet over here just listening.
5: I know. It sounds like a I've desert I've never mouse. had Audrey so quiet in a show I before. didn't either. I
2: thought, I figured she was out four-wheeling.
3: <laughs> uh, I wish. I really, really wish. Uh,
2: it's
3: um, like going no, to the to
2: bakery do- and say, I'll never eat a donut again.
3: <laughs> uh, I'm only having one. I'm out at Superstition. I'm right next to the bombing range and right next to our beautiful reflectors on the fence line sitting here. Will Underful. you get me a
5: picture of a re- of a reflector at night? Are yeah. you staying tonight?
3: Yeah, yeah. We'll be staying tonight and going tomorrow.
5: Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Please get me a couple pictures of the reflectors with some lights against I them. I will. Yeah, because we yeah. used to use those. I'm, I'm making a report to Yamaha who gave us a grant um, last year. So um
3: Adam, last go mm-hmm. to break Clean Desert. So we're gonna be out next week at Ocete Wells at the Truck Haven side at the four by four office. We'll be our eight of trash. We'll feed you twelve to one with the raffle. Um it's not gonna be as big of a raffle as what uh Clean Desert usually does. It's gonna be much smaller. I um, you know, I'm not hopefully we get a bunch of people, but I think you know hundred and hundred and fifty people out there is what I'm thinking um so hopefully you know send us an email let us know if you're coming we'll have food for you um reach out to us info at sdrc.org cleandesert.org um we'll have desert cleanse project out there to help us trailer the trash from um uh, where we're going to be at at the four by four obstacle course back over to the dumpster on holly road um it'll be a good time next week and I'm looking forward to seeing adam in person again
4: yeah, thank you guys for uh, including us in it. Like I said, anything we can ever do to help anybody out, that's you know—that's really what we're here for is we're a giant team, and we're going to make the desert cleaner and a better place for everyone.
2: Right. Hey, Adam, <laughs> before I let you go, give that website out one more time. It's clean-desert, spelled with a Z, dot org. All right, buddy. Always good chatting with you. Uh, Audrey, don't ever go again without telling Dad.
5: <laughs> sorry yeah. Adam I'll see you next week
2: we look forward to it my friend sounds good guys thank you and have a great weekend you too alright we're going to take a quick break you are listening to S.D.O.R.C. Dirt Radio FM 96.1 AM
5: 1170
2: the answer alright folks welcome back to S.D.O.R.C. Dirt Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170 the answer. Primary residential mortgage, PRMI mortgage. Boy, I tell you, Chris is the best when it comes to mortgages, reverse mortgages, uh, VA loans, refis, uh, you name it. Chris could help you with it. He's got more years than I care to admit to talk about it. He'll look at your situation and if it'll make sense to do whatever, he'll do it. If not, like me, I wanted to do a reverse mortgage and he said, nope. Just keep doing what you're doing and you'll be fine because I do make extra payments to my house payment. He goes, no, there's no sense because when you do a reverse mortgage, you know, then some way, somehow that money's got to go back. So check him out, Primary Residential Mortgage, PRMIMortgage.com, or you can just call him at 619-722-1303 and do us a favor and tell him thanks for sponsoring S-D-O-R-C Dirt Radio and s n s off road magazine go to s s o r m a g dot com s s o r g mag dot com uh stephen sherry they have been doing this for way more years than i care to admit san diego offroaders love it it's like since nineteen eighty two uh so anything you need it's on digital which is bigger larger you got uh, stories written by like Ed Stoven. you got classifieds, you got events, you got, you name it. There's so much on that site. I mean, it'd take us all day to talk about it. Just go to ssormag.com. com. All right. What else you got?
5: So we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, off-road safety and training. So the state of Utah has taken a step ahead of us. um, As you know, last summer, Audrey and I went up to Sacramento for a meeting about side-by-side safety. That there's been a lot of high-profile, terrible, tragic accidents with side-by-sides. And there's pressure to do something about it. So, what do we do about it? So, we're talking about training. Uh, Is it mandatory? Is it going to be optional? There's... a there's a lot of moving parts in this. And and so we also spoke about Utah in the previous uh, shows where they had problems at Moab. And they had people who are maybe not seasoned off-roaders, who have not been in the game a long time, uh, doing things that they shouldn't do, having loud exhaust pipes and, and driving through the streets and, and going off-trail places they shouldn't go. There's been a lot of trouble, so Utah kind of surprised me, and they passed a bill requiring training for all off-road vehicle operators. This includes motorcycles, side by sides, ATVs, and four-wheel drives. It's pretty much the whole gamut. It was House Bill 180, and they're requiring an online course be taken. I I think it costs thirty-five dollars. And you need to take a course for each of those four different types of off-roading. So it's possible you can get four different uh, certifications. And uh, I'm not totally against it. In our our group of people, uh, I don't know, people don't want to be told what to do. And, um, and I get it. The, the seasoned off-roaders don't want to be required to get training, but... There's so many new people in off-roading recently, and I never would have saw this coming. There's so many new people riding side-by-sides. Um, Audrey, are you there? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Because we had that side-by-side summit uh, safety summit in Sacramento, and Audrey did something that was kind of brave, and uh, I, I didn't see it coming. She stood up and she said, There's, there should be training for every kind of off-road vehicle that's operated in the desert. It should be separate, and it should be like a like a hunting card, where you have in hunting you get signed off for each type of animal that you want yeah, to hunt. Yeah, you buy
3: different tags. I'm sorry. You have to purchase different tags. Oh,
5: different So tags.
3: if you're going to go deer hunting, if you're going to go elk hunting, if you're you're limited to what you can you can do, but. You, you have to purchase a tag for it. Um, the part of purchasing the tag is you have to have the hunter safety required to go along with it. And and you have to pass the hunter safety to be able to buy the tag. I want the same exact thing for off-roaders. And, and more than that, I want it to go in even deeper, just like how Utah said for each of the different vehicles. I would like the different vehicles and I would like the different environments. So... Um, snow, as opposed to sand, as opposed to just hard packed desert. Uh, you know, uh, forest. and trail riding. You know, there's forests, yeah, forest in Utah. and trail riding. So, exactly. Audrey,
5: in hunting, is there a difference between a training for, say, bird hunting and for deer hunting? Is is it one kind of training, or is that different?
3: It's- It depends on the state and the regulation, but there is different training. In California, it's the same training. In California, it's the Hunter Safety Guide, it's the same training, and the training is about the guns and the different guns that you're going to be utilizing um so it's it's one training guide in the state of california and it's knowing the different guns and you're going to be tested on it so it would be you know for us it would be the off-roaders card it would be knowing all the different bikes and and all the different environments and being able to pass a test for knowing how to operate your vehicle how you would react in that type of situation what would you do you know do you if you're on a dirt bike, do you put your foot down when you're in a turn? Do you, you know, do you keep your foot up if you're going uphill, you know, and you can't make it to the top and you stall out? How do you then get your vehicle, your quad back down the hill in a safe manner? Um, you know, how, how, what That's would you do and, you know, give the options that, you know, multiple choice options?
5: Yeah. So I'm looking at the, uh, a portion of the legislation. So so this was a house, Utah House Bill 180. And it says online course required for all operators uh, age 18 and over. Um, it says the course must contain education concerning the importance of gates and fences used in agriculture and prop- how to properly close a gate. So they cover a lot of different stuff. Now, I don't know if you guys have traveled in Mexico. I, I've done these long trips in Mexico and they you, you go down a dirt road and there's a, a barbed wire fence gate. And there's a a post on each side, and it's not what we would consider a straight post. It's just a piece of came from a tree, all wobbly, and uh, the bob wire goes across it. So you park and you un- unhook the top and move it over and, and drive through. I didn't know there was a lot of that in Utah, but I guess there is. Yeah, and Nevada and and Nevada too. So I guess it's out there. I just I haven't traveled cross country in those states. But uh, I intend to. So I hope they go through all the different stuff. I'm going to take the class uh, as soon as it comes online. I understand it's going to come online uh, December 1st. We'll be able to do that. So not too long after that, I I expect to. And we can talk about how that is. And we can sort of pick it apart, too. Audrey, we can see, you know, well, we like this part, but maybe this part isn't necessary.
3: Yeah, I I see that it's linked to their... um Utah non-resident uh, OHV sticker. So you can go to the state website and you can get the non-OHV sticker. And then you, if you're a non, if you're a non-Utah user, you are still going to be required to get this uh, card as well or the certification as well. So you'll you not only have your out of out of state sticker um, or a fee that you have to pay, but you'll have your your safety fee that you have to pay as
5: well. And I don't really understand how you show it. Is it going to be something in your wallet or something you stick to the vehicle? I I guess we'll learn as we uh, take the class, but for sure, California is going to be getting some kind of training. I don't know if it will be voluntary or mandatory. I don't know if it'll be one kind for all vehicles or if there'll be uh, different types for different vehicles, but I do understand that Audrey and I will have a say you know we will be communicating with the people that devised this and we'll um we'll we'll try to figure out what's best for everybody Dave's shown me uh videos of side by sides
2: well Eileen Stafford who races NHRA <laughs> I guess she's out at the desert this weekend and that place is packed there's a lot of
5: people at the yeah. dunes we're at the top of some really mountain fun. yeah this is the big the biggest weekend of the year out there man there's thousands and thousands of
2: off-roaders out there's there a
5: lot of a lot of stuff a lot of vehicles a lot of what people is that? out there
2: what is that thing
5: i don't know
2: it's a big tall looks like it's got a solar panel on top
5: to light up a, a american flag but man it's i was out there uh wednesday night till yesterday i, I came home out south of Akatia wells i saw a new fence out there i didn't like um I'm not sure if there's anything I can do about it. Using the Avenza app, I can determine that it was surrounding private property. Oh, it was? So, I mean, I I hate fences out there, but I also respect private property rights. If you own that land, you're paying property tax on it. You deserve to rope it off. You want to rope it off? That was out Split Mountain? Uh, Yeah, a few miles down Split Mountain and then east a couple miles. There's two things going on out there. There, It looks like it's a solar installation going on where they scraped a big area, put a big fence around it. But there's another area that's uh, marked off, and I think that might be a mitigation for the solar project. I'm not exactly sure. But get this, Audrey. Mm -hmm. This is going to be fun. Um, It looks like the fence is slightly on the BLM land by maybe 50 or 100 feet. So I'll be sharing that with Neil and see if they have to move that fence over. That would be funny. Yeah. All right. It looks like uh, according to the clock, we're take getting there. Near- yep. We're going to take a quick break. Yeah, this. but
3: when we uh, when we come back, I want to get back into that area and talk about those train tracks. All right.
2: Right here on S.D.O.R.C. Dirt Radio, FM 96.1 AM
5: 1170.
2: The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to S.D.O.R.C. Dirt Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Ooh, the Wise Ox Butcher Shop. Boy, Audrey was so sweet. She stopped by the butcher shop on the way to radio last Sunday. Picked Ed and I up a couple of gourmet sandwiches. I am here to tell you, folks. You got to check them out. They're in North Park and La Costa. They're owned and operated by the Trust Restaurant Group. Uh, the Wise Ox is not only your classic meat shop, it's a deli, a wine shop, a pantry as well, and it's all the parts and pieces that make up their award-winning restaurant group available for you to enjoy at home. It's a shop that highlights premium beef, heritage pork, free-range chicken, my mouth is watering, and all the painstakingly sourced by their expert chefs and butcher. The Ox Butcher Shop in North Parks at 2855 El Cajon Boulevard, Suite 1. Definitely stop by, check them out, and thank them for sponsoring our show. And oh my goodness, thank them first before you eat, because then you're going to want to take a nap.
5: <laughs> it's good food, I tell you. All
2: right, so Audrey uh, is out in the desert today, and you wanted to touch back on a topic that Ed was on?
3: Um, yeah, so... Camped down by Split Mountain Road. Um, at the end of Split Mountain Road is one of the United States' largest gypsum mines, um, run by the United States Gypsum Company. Um, back in September, we had um, some really good rain, uh, if you remember, and it flooded the desert um, everywhere out here. Got, I mean it. It looks. It looks like a pretty good bloom out here right now. There's flowers everywhere because of how much rain we got. Um, Well, when that happened, um, out off the 8 Freeway at Plaster City, the train runs from Plaster City to Ocotillo Wells, Um, its tracks got a little messed up. Um, Some of the the pylons got messed up, and it's taken them the last couple months to get it fixed. Well, that gypsum mine supplies, uh, you know, gypsum drywall, basically, to... Half the United States, um, and they, you know, they typically run three times a day, seven days a week, out there. Um, and since it's been down for two months, two and a half months, they've got some time to make up. So they're going to be running that train a little bit more frequently um, this weekend, especially with the weekend. You could see it out there. Um, I know that the train ran quite a few times. My brother said that he he counted five trips of the train. So, so, so
2: you're basically um, saying this for a for, for a safety reason, correct?
3: Yes, correct. Because at the end of Split Mountain Road, um, basically right there, it's Bureau of Land Management land. There's Big Wash, but a lot of people set up right there, especially on you know this big Thanksgiving weekend where it's packed at the desert, and they like to shoot up against that hillside. And some people actually will sit their vehicle on the track and put their table up just on the outside because, you know, it's a nice little hill so they put their vehicle on the track and then they set their table up just on the front of it and then they shoot at the hill where they set their targets and stuff. Um, It's extremely unsafe uh, to do that. Uh, Prep Preferably, you'll stay on our side of the train track and not up against the hill. And don't risk your life and put yourself in that danger. Um, You know, walk over across the tracks, set up your targets, put tarps down so you clean up your trash and take your trash back with you. Um, But, you know, be respectful. Stay on our side of the tracks. Don't block the train. Um, It's actually becoming an issue. And then, uh, you know, unfortunately, with weekends like this big weekend, you get, you know, Camp, a family that's camped right there on the dry lake, you know, they go over to go shoot, you know, 100, 100 yards from their base, you know, their their camp camp, and, you know, he's just sitting there drinking. They get a little belligerent with the train operator. Um, you know, it, it's been an issue. Um, Rangers have had to have been called before, and so we really just need people to be respectful um, not get the area shut down. Not have us have more rangers go over there. Um, you know, not be an a hole. Be respectful. Uh, you know, stay off the train tracks. Be aware of your surroundings and what's going on there. Um, and just you know, realize what happened and that train's going to be running more frequently now for at least the next month or two till they get caught up.
2: Well, and um, remember, you got to remember the train was there first. <laughs> I mean, it's
3: their property. They own it. Yeah. yeah how would you right like? How
2: would you like me to come to your house, back my truck up on your front lawn, break out yeah. the lawn chairs, break out a barbecue, and not even ask permission? And then when I'm all done, just leave all the trash and everything on your front lawn. That's how people need to look at this. Imagine if yeah. it was happening to you, and I'd yeah. bring extra trash.
5: So last year, yeah. some. Some people uh, set up right on the train tracks. And they actually stopped the train. The tra- I wouldn't have stopped yeah. <laughs> I would have put well, it in third a, gear and hammered step it. Step on it. Well, they they called the sheriff and took care of those guys. So don't go don't go blocking the train. We don't want to have to call the sheriff and make trouble. No,
2: because you, you never know. I might be behind the wheel of that train. Somebody like Dave could be driving that train. And I'll and- flatten you as sure as looking at you your gear anyway I
5: mean well
3: it just it gives everybody it gives uh, I know. We'll the, put
5: a cattle guard a on the to front shut it down
3: it gives them the opportunity you know right there you have uh, you know just past that you have Anza um you know you've got Fish Creek right there um just in from that we've already got what was shut down from people being you know um, 2 years ago from people being a holes in, in Sand canyon um you know so it's you have to be respectful. Be aware of your surroundings. Know what's going on. Um, follow the rules. You know, and
5: yeah. Audrey's don't right. do be an idiot. That that bad behavior Sorry. out there is how we lose rights. So we have a couple yeah. minutes. I got a couple other things. We've talked about the thirty thirty California initiative that they want to protect, and that's people in the state. They want to protect thirty percent of the state's water and land by the year 3030 so i got in contact with with a person and i've made a few phone calls and i've had some emails ignored and i'm trying to find out two things one is which land is actually being protected and two what is their criteria for deciding how land is protected and so i found i got the right map that shows what's currently protected and from what I can tell, it's mostly just wilderness, state and federal wilderness out there. And I'm only concentrating on San Diego and Imperial counties. The uh, land that's uh, that that's closed, that is definitely land that is protected. But I see a lot of other land that should count as protected that is not being counted. And I, I'm kind of wondering why and some of it well i mean maybe the agency could do something and do, and develop it but some of that land like there's no way it could get developed like i don't know how they could do anything it's as far as i'm concerned it's protected so i'm going to keep on leaning on them i want to know what their criteria is and work and work with that uh, the other thing i want to talk about is the joshua tree so there's a there's millions of those trees in california And it's the Western Joshua Tree. Apparently, they're trying to make it into two species. I don't think it is two species. I think it's just one. But they're working on the Western Joshua Tree. They're trying to make it an endangered species in California. They failed on the federal side, so they're trying to do it on the state side. This is the Center for Biological Diversity, uh, people who give agencies an awful lot of trouble. So it was voted on a few months ago at a Fish and Game Commission meeting, whether or not to list it as endangered. And it was a tie. It was a two to two commissioner tie. So there's there's four commissioners. Well, there's supposed to be five commissioners, but they have a a seat to fill. So the governor filled the seat a week before the October commission meeting and the commissioner decided not to to address the issue because he hasn't had time to review all the information makes
2: good sense at least that's an intelligent way to look at it
5: so yeah okay it's, it's still on the table i think the next meeting will probably be in january and we'll um keep following this subject see wow how it goes.
2: well you know and you really have to keep your ear to the ground on stuff like this because man if not it'll slip right through and then it's too late Exactly. Well,
3: and the, if it gets listed, I mean, that could potentially affect half the Mojave Desert. could potentially be closed yeah. down for the protected plant. Well, don't um, forget, most so of it is BLM, about, we could, which is yeah, federal. We could. So it's
5: this would be a state listing. It won't affect federal land. Only state, county, city, and private. Yeah, land. but
2: if one gets passed, you know the next thing. It'll they make can it
5: easier the, to do the other. do the other different. one. Yeah. Right. So we're keeping exactly. an eye on it.
2: All right. Well, hey, go out for a walk in the sand.
5: All right. Have fun out there, Audrey. And are you coming back next Hello. week?
3: Well, That's a 4x4. Four four. Um, only on Saturday. It's going to be a day trip. The <laughs> 4x4 four four obstacle course off the 22. All right. um, we'll hope to see you out there.
2: All right. Be there. Be square. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. You've just been listening to S-D-O-R-C, Dirt Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer.
1: Thanks for joining us for San Diego Off Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl, the program that is working to further off roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. To learn more about SDORC and how you can get involved, visit sdorc.org. That's sdorc.org. Join us next week at this same time for more of the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles while protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. This has been San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio on The Answer San Diego. This program is sponsored by Love Radio Network